want to ask this question, and this is kind of one of the fun questions I did want to ask. Um, outside of the Trinity, who from the Bible would you like to have a coffee with? Outside of, you know, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, because obviously we would want that. Who from the Bible would you want to have a cup of coffee with? Oh, wow. here we go. <laughs> that's, that's a loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> I've never really thought about it, you know? Yeah. Without, like you said, outside of the Trinity, mm-hmm. makes it a little hard because the first place person you think you want to do is, is, you know, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. That's, what, that's why I've added that caveat because everyone's always like, oh, Jesus, oh, God. You know, mm-hmm. it's, I want to have a coffee with the all-knowing one, right. <laughs> you know? Maybe um, one of the disciples, not that they're a particular one because everything that they went to, went through, mm-hmm. you know, they they walked on the earth with Jesus. Yeah. And um, just, you know, just to see, to talk with them, to see what truly everything that they went through. Mm-hmm. Which one particular? I knew you was going to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah? Um, I really don't know. Hmm. Okay. I have to think about we'll, we'll that. We'll come one. back to that, Pastor. What about you? There'd be three. There'd be three. I know you said one, but there'd be three. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> and uh, so, and uh, so, yeah. Well, you said we couldn't say any of the Trinity, so I'll pick another three. <laughs> there you go. And uh, it would be, uh, believe it or not, on one of them. Of course, David would be one of the first, King David, to sit down with him and just talk with him about a number of things. And uh, especially even to the point of the times that, you know, even when he felt that he was doing the right thing, that, you know, there was the one that, you know, and and faces his father-in-law, wanted his head Mm. on a silver platter, more or less. And yet he he still did his very best to not bring harm, to not not do anything bad. Uh, but during that time and the time that he was in the cave and he had so many young men come to him that was considered misfits, David just wanted to be left alone. He just wanted to do life away from everything, everybody, leave me alone. And yet God sent those young men to him to be trained by him, to be brought up by him, and they become mighty men of valor. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of things about David I want to ask. Peter would be the next one of all the disciples uh, Peter felt like that he had denied, he didn't feel like he denied Christ three times. And then he left and felt like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm the ultimate failure. So he went away. And yet it's, it's Christ himself that when he is resurrected and the ladies come to the tomb, look at him and he says, go tell my disciples. Oh, and uh, by the way, tell Peter also that I want to meet with them and talk with them. And I think that was probably no doubt a Maybe a surprise to, to, the, to the women, but I guarantee it was a surprise to the other disciples, and, and especially Peter, because Peter probably felt like, well, there's no way that he'll, he'll ever use me again or want to speak to me again. And, of course, you know, they all seen him die. They had no clue that he had come back or risen the third day. They were just, they had fleed for their own lives and was wondering what was going to happen to him next. So that would be the second one. Uh, the other one would probably be uh, Deborah of the Bible. And uh, because she was a uh, basically a ruler, she was someone that judged. She was actually a judge. She judged uh, the children of Israel. She she was also though probably one of the most courageous um, um, battle warriors, if you would, 
Um, uh, I, I, I would actually call her more of a princess warrior uh, because Deborah was amazing in what God would speak into her spirit and what she would do and the challenges that she had in her lifetime, and yet she faced every one of them. And just because she was a woman, she didn't let it stop her. Mm-hmm. She, she went forward. She won many great battles and had so much wisdom. Um, you know, that was, uh, that was part of her life to help to nurture and guide people in the direction they should go. But those would be, that, those would be uh, top three that I would want to just sit down with and mm-hmm. play 20 questions with, with all three of them. Yeah. No, that's, that's good. I mean, you know, that's a long coffee date. <laughs> yep, <laughs> you got yep. three of them. And one so. day we'll have yeah. that opportunity. Don't know if they like coffee, but I sure hope that's, well, I'll, he, I hope there's something in heaven. He said three, so I'm sitting here thinking, okay, three. Okay. Um, and of the disciples, before he even said it, I was going to say Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also thought, he's not a disciple, but of Solomon, mm-hmm. you know, uh, being wise. Mm-hmm. I just, I ask for God's wisdom all the time. Yeah. I want God's wisdom all the time because I want to please him. Mm-hmm. And then of the ladies, I thought of Mary, you know, mm. the mother of Jesus, um, being a mom, you know, just to sit down and talk with her and see, have a conversation with her as to raising Jesus. Okay. No, those are good answers. I mean, I've only got, I've got one, um, but there's a second one I might, like, I don't think it would happen because it would be John wrote Revelations. I'd want to sit down with him and just be like, what was the thing that God told you not to write down? <laughs> That's my my favorite part of the Bible outside of salvation is like, what did he tell you not to write? Mm-hmm. Like, what was it? I got to know. <laughs> you know, Revelation was the first book of the Bible I ever read cover to cover. It was the one I've done the most extensive study in, and I'm still terrified of it. Right. Uh, but so basically, you'd want him to tell you, share that with you, so both of you could get kicked out of heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. essentially. <laughs> um, it's like that human curiosity just gets me, though, of just like, if God told you not to write it down, like, what? Sure. It's got to be something good. But no, I would want to sit down with Elijah, uh, just because I've se- the, the story of Elijah is one of my favorites of you've got the highest highs and then you hit the lowest low, of like, you saw God consume an altar with fire and you slew 450 prophets of a false God. And then one lady says a mean thing about you and you want to kill yourself. Like I, that dichotomy of just like, I want to talk to him and just get like, what was in your mind of like, you saw what God could do against 450 prophets of the enemy. And one lady said something and it got in your head and you went to a cave and you told God to take your life because you were no better than your father's what happened? <laughs> like, what's that thought process? And then what were you thinking to like, get out of that and get back to where God wanted you to be? And a lot of it, I, I always tell the kids was like, a lot of it was he took a nap and ate some food. Cause sometimes you feel crummy cause you aren't sleeping well and you didn't have a good mm-hmm. diet. And God knows that God knows us. He's like, you're not right. taking care of yourself. So right. take care of yourself. Cause if you don't, the enemy will find that crack and they will burrow in and you will feel like that. Um, so just to sit down and talk with him, just like walk me through it, you know? Right. Um, but that that's just me. And the other, the other question I have is, who do you think would win in a fight? Samson or Jacob? Now, Samson, strong man, 
A lot of hair. Samson has all his hair, so he's got his strength. But then you have Jacob, man who wrestled with God himself. Well, I think it would depend on who do I think would win. I think it would depend if if things were different. Mm -hmm. If uh, naturally, if Samson, you know, had was still following, you know, the ups and downs that he faced so much in his life, then naturally, you know, uh, Jacob would have a better chance of winning but then again Jacob also his name meant shyster because mm -hmm. of everything that he had done and uh, he was always deceiving people all even to the point of where he ended up becoming mm -hmm. uh, uh, you might say even his position that he ended up having uh, yeah. he got there by deception and so you know I, I think it you know like you said Samson he was strong mm -hmm. he was stable uh, and then again um, when it comes to Jacob, he was tenacious. He mm -hmm. just he wasn't going to give up. Yeah. He just wasn't going to give up. I think I think you'd have a pretty good fight on your hands. I, I don't know be. that I'd yes. want to say which one because I think I think you'd have a good battle. Right. It, it it's interesting to think about in that stuff. And I, it was a thing I heard online is like, who do you think would win? Because it is Samson is strong, but he was also very easily deceived. Yeah. And like he he lost all that strength and. But then you also have Jacob, who you said he is very sneaky, and but he also doesn't give up to the point to where he's like, I'm not going to let go unless you bless me. And it's like, you have that against it's an immovable force meets an unstoppable object. Right. And it's like, who do you think would win in that kind of fight? And that's always the joke. It's, it's basically Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali yeah. all over yeah. again. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's just an interesting thought. Um, out, of, out of the whole Bible, what book is your personal favorite and why? Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah. It's a big one. It is a big sure one. Sure it is. It's like picking a favorite child. <laughs> and I don't have a favorite child. Right. I love them no. both the same. Yeah. It's uh, That's a hard yeah. question. Well, let me I say not your favorite. Which one is, do you find yourself always going back to? You have a special one. <laughs> I don't know. Well, again, you know, naturally the plan of salvation is the is the number one because mm. without it, none of us have any hope. None of us have any 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 chance at all. And uh, because of the uh, and so, basically. You know, the book of Luke really breaks down the birth of Christ. Uh, chapter 2 goes into that probably better than any other book. Mm -hmm. And then, then again, you read through and concerning the, you know, the death and resurrection of Christ and, and all that that means to all of us, to everyone. Mm -hmm. And yet, yet a book that I go to often, of course, is the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms um, is more than one writer. Uh, a lot of people just think David wrote it, but it was more than David that wrote the Psalms. And yet in the in the Psalm itself, uh, all of it points toward, you know, mm -hmm. this, the plan of salvation. All of it points toward the lowest of the lows and the highest of the highs. Uh, it's it, There's so much to be read into the book of Psalms. I mean, it covers, man, it just, to me, it covers everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and I love the, the part about the, especially the 150th, uh, uh, chapter of Psalm where it goes into the part, you know, let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. And man, what an understatement. Uh, all of us 
All of us have no reason. Although we do gripe, although we do complain, we have no reason to. And if we should do anything at all, um, if, if, if the Lord never did anything for us ever again, and I believe that's any of us, we still don't have any other, we, we don't have any other reason but to praise him because he's been so good to all of us. And I know that in America we have been so blessed and yet act like we have hardly anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I believe, we'll, I know we're going to answer to God for that uh, because to whom much is given, much is required. And I think that uh, America has been blessed beyond measure at times when uh, she didn't deserve it. Uh, and shouldn't have even received it, and eventually we're gonna we're gonna stand in judgment for all the the crazy mistakes that we have done and caused and made. But um, all that being said, I think you know you can't praise him enough. And Psalms is about praising, you know, the Lord. And and man, we need to do it. We need to do it for because of great great things he has done. Yeah. Yes. No, a hundred percent. I I firmly believe that that's a good book. Psalms is always good. Uh, Proverbs always gets thrown in there as being like, you know, proverb a day keeps the devil away. Yeah. Uh, things, things of that nature. I know it's a cliched line, but it's still like, at least you're getting some word, you know. Um, I encourage people to do that. My one I always find myself going back to is Matthew. Um, I love, I love the, the writings of Matthew. I love the whole like, uh, of how he's like breaking down of like, what is the job description of each person who's received salvation? Uh, it's like, go and preach the gospel to the, all the ends of the earth. He names all these different places. Sure. And if you look where he names, he's naming like where they are, what's surrounding them, what's surrounding that, and then the rest of the world. So he's like, start where you are right here. It's like, well, I, I'm not in a good place. It's like, well, then you're still starting there. It's like, it doesn't matter. And that's what I love about Matthew. It's like, it doesn't matter where you are. You're here. Begin. And that's the, that's the basic job description is like, well, I'm not in front of a thousand people. I don't have a platform to preach to. It's like, you don't need a platform to preach to. You got one person that's sitting next to you that might be hurting or going through something. Start there. Start where you're at. Start with yourself. Obviously, get yourself in order. Maybe your neighbor next, whomever's around you, and then work your way out. Because that's how it works. That's how fire spreads. And Matthew's always one I go back to, especially talking with the kids. Um they ask me, he's like, well, who do I, you know, who do I tell about God? He's like, well, you go to school, right? Yeah. He's like, do you ever see somebody sitting by himself at lunch? No one to talk to? Yeah. Go talk to him. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Go talk to that person. Mm -hmm. You don't have to say anything about God at that moment. You just say, hey, man, how's your day? You doing all right? You, know, you got enough to eat? You know, how's, how's the day been going? And if something leads into where God is, because God will make that opportunity. Absolutely. Why are you talking to me? He's like, well, I felt like God was telling me to come talk to you because I, I didn't want you to be over here alone. You know, boom, right there. You have that conversation. So that's why I always go back to Matthew, and especially with the kids, like start there. Right. <laughs> and then yeah. work right. your way out. Um, but no, I, I like that answer. Do you have anything? I would, the Gospels. I do like the Gospels. Mm -hmm. um, and Psalms also, uh, just because of the praise that's in it. Mm -hmm. But definitely I... Read Revelation, even though I may not totally, fully understand every bit of it, but mm -hmm. I do know if you do read and study, you will be blessed. Mm -hmm. And uh, always want to make sure that I read that. Yeah. It's one of the few books in the Bible that talks about the future. <laughs> I mean, right. they, they all do mention some form of like, you know, the day will come and 
you know, how you're supposed to act now, but the future is very like, where are we going? And yeah. you have this book and it's like, maybe this way, here it is, you know, in Revelation, it's like, I, I'm one of those, I want to believe Revelation is literal. So people make fun of me. They're like, when, when you hear of like a locust with a lion head flying around, I believe it's a locust with a lion head floating around. I don't believe it's a helicopter. I believe it's a physical locust with a lion head because I like the literal poetry of it. Um, but I know there's many different interpretations and many smarter people than I have broke down revelation over and over again. And they can say what they want me at my heart. I'm, I'm a literalist, you know? So I take it as what's on the page is what's going to happen. Um, I think what's interesting is, you know, when you're talking about the book revelation, uh, there's so many people that will come up and I've, I've had this stated man several times during our ministry over the years, and somebody said, of, of any part of the Bible, don't what part do you wish you could go back and, and you know be a part of? Or then they would re, restate their question. They would say, do, do you ever wish that you could live during Bible times? And that's when I want to tell them, hey, you better wake up. You're missing a real good story here because we are living in Bible times. Right. And uh, matter of fact, I believe that uh, it is our generation that had been called uh, you know, to basically not just be a part of the redeemed, because as it states, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. But I think it's also that remnant that it talks about and refers to in uh, throughout the Word of God, and especially in the latter days. And I think that we are knocking on its doors if we're not already entered into that part of it. Um, uh, we're living, we're living in Bible days, and I think that's what bothers a lot of. Christians, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, regardless of what denomination or non-denominational church you belong to, I think a lot of times people, they look at what's happening around them, and they heard about things that they thought was going to happen one day. They just never thought that they would live to actually be in those days, mm -hmm. and now they are, and uh, they're trying to deal with that, trying to cope with that. But it is what it is. This is yeah. this is one of the greatest times in, I believe, of all of Bible history, and we're living it. And uh, we better stay, if we've ever stayed close to the Lord, we better stay close now. Yeah. And we better be His mouthpiece. We better be His eyes, His ears, uh, His uh, hand extended. Um, we got to be there for uh, everyone that's around that needs Him. We've got to be that light that He talks about. Mm -hmm. No, I, I agree. People think, that, oh, the Bible's just a, it, it's a, a lore, it's a ancient text, and it's it's done, it's written, and it's, it's they don't look at it as a living thing. It's a living word. Um, it's not just for its time, it's for now. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I was reading the other day, um, I was reading in, in Haggai, of all places in the Old Testament, and it was talking about, um, you know, making why is your house in shambles? Well, it's because you're not getting the Lord's house in, in, in good repair. Uh, so you're living in these ways where you're putting money into your wallet with holes in it. And it got me thinking, it was like, that is today. It's like, we're putting money in a bank just to pull it out. And we're living paycheck to paycheck. Like it was talking about living paycheck to paycheck before paychecks were a thing. Um, and it's, it's talking about like how you're living and how we, sometimes live in these shambles. Well, it's because we're not taking care of God's house. You know, you, you want to talk, you, you want to get your house built. You want to get yours. You want to get your money and you want to get your comfortability, but you're not taking care of God's house. This is why you're living in these shambles. And 
that applies to today, I think more so than it did back then. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny how just people just write it off as oh that's just ancient stuff. Like no, read it. Yeah. Read it and yeah. apply it to today because it makes sense. Um, no, but that's that. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> that is an interesting thing, and it is something that people need to be aware of. I'm not in the camp of like. I'm not doing what I do because I'm afraid of when Jesus is coming back uh, because I don't, I, I listened to him when he said, it, it, no one knows the time. Right. So the time right. is irrelevant to me. Right. I, I'm not watching the clock and going, Oh, Jesus is coming back any minute now. Like I believe that he is, but that shouldn't be why I do anything. Right. You know, that I'm not, I'm not waiting for my, I'm not cleaning my room because my dad's coming home. Right. So I'm cleaning right. my room because exactly. I want it to be clean. Um, because that's the correct thing to do. I'm not preaching the gospel to these kids because I'm afraid that God's going to come back or anything. I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do. And these kids need to know that they're loved. Right. Um, and I think that a lot of people lose sight of that. And like, we're, we're so wrapped up in go, 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 go. We don't have time. We don't have this. We we just got to do all this stuff. Take a second and just breathe, do what needs to be done. You know, it needs to be done. Do it. And be glad in it. Yeah. You know? Um, Absolutely. And it's just, I don't know. That's just my heart on things. But uh, I appreciate you guys coming by and doing this podcast stuff. Do you have any closing remarks or anything that you would like to mention during this time? Yeah, we got a new year upon us. And you know what? Uh, let's, let's finish this year strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what? And let's get into the new year. And I've heard different ones say different things. You know, there's more in 24 and the list goes on. But mm-hmm. you know what? We need to be everything that we possibly can be for the cause of Christ, regardless right. of what year, what day, what week, what month. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? Again, let's finish this year strong, as, po- as strong as we possibly can. And when we uh, get into the next year, should the Lord tarry, you know what? Let's give it our very best. And uh, let's, hey, let's win the loss to you when souls is wise. Awesome. Awesome. Sister. And every day is important. Yes. Every day that we live is important. And to say thank you for everything that you do. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys coming by on this podcast. It was some, some good stuff. And we will, uh, we will catch you guys next time. So. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, Kev. No worries.